I can see you out there, Cal. I've talked to like 19 basketball people in three hours. Arizona Sports, our son's mega mind, Kellen Olson, joining Wolf and Luke to talk about the Phoenix Suns now. All right, joining us right now on the Arizona Sports Line is our own Kellen Olson. I don't even have to do an intro. Kellen's got his own intro. I don't even have to say anything. No, I know. It's so cool. We've basically it? automated me right out of this segment. It's perfect. Driver. Uh, Kellen, what's going on, buddy? Hey, Mr. My Name's on the show. Watch it there. <laughs> also, I don't know why I'm yelling at you. I have a microphone in front of me. Um, all right. Let's just go very, very, very big picture. You just watched Kevin Durant play his first game for the Phoenix Suns. What was the first thing that stood out to you when you were when you were leaving that yesterday? Uh, just what they were able to do when Devin Booker wasn't on the court. Uh, I added up both stretches where uh, Devin Booker was rested. Kevin Durant was in the game, and they were plus 12 over 12 minutes. And in those 12 minutes, Durant scored 16 points and shot 7 of 9. Uh, that was the stat I had in the recap on ArizonaSports.com. And it some type of relief that the Suns have had, or they could look at and like look at something that could consistently happen. And the way that Monty can kind of stagger his rotations and look to use Durant going forward is in that kind of rest. They can have their other star player out and uh, offensive right. genius to his own. We lost Kellen. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna killer. we're gonna recall. You're Kellen breaking up on us, killer. His phone is is so excited about what they uh, witnessed last night that you know, his phone's just is gone. Yeah, he's right about that though. I mean, I, I get it. It's so cool every time KD, to me, for the most part, came out of the floor. Um, they were better. <laughs> they increased their lead every time he came out of the floor. And so much of the time, three of the four times he came out of the floor, they actually increased their lead. Um, to his point, and a lot of the time he was out there without book. Yeah, the fact that they can have one of them out there at all times, and then if they need to, they can just put them both out there at the same time, which is going to happen a lot. Um, there's not a lot of teams that can do that. There really, there really is not a lot of teams that have like true superstars that have two of them like that. Uh, Kellen's back on the Arizona Sports Line. Kellen, go ahead and finish your thought before we take you in a different direction. Hello, hello. Hi. I'm back. Uh, <laughs> Kellen! Yeah, great, great to be here, everyone. Uh, yeah, so... I think that they had that with Chris Paul to a certain extent with the second unit, but he can't just go out there and create offense on his own. The the four baskets that Durant scored in the fourth quarter were just four baskets where the defense has no shot unless they like triple team him, I think. Like I don't know how you're supposed to stop most of what he does offensively. So to have that kind of instant offense to come in is just a game changer. And even against a really bad team in a game that they would have won either way, it, it, it really showed to me. Killer, what did you see on the defensive end of the floor with KD out there? I don't know. The whole, like, they just look so much bigger out there with Durant, like, because he's a legit, he's not only a legit seven-footer, but he's so long. I had someone tweet at me that the length that Durant has and how big he is, it's like if you took Mikel and put him in a tappy stretcher. That was one of my favorite <laughs> tweets I got last night because he's just, he is so long. There was one defensive possession I included in the recap where he was sort of helping off of his man and cutting off a driving lane, and the drivers basically had to decide, like, okay, am I going to try and drive through that and try and get like not get stripped, or am I just going to pass out? And they kept passing out, and then there was a shot clock violation. And then, of course, we saw the two blocks at the rim that were on 
Charlotte center, and whenever we would see DeAndre Aiden switch in the past, it would be one of those situations where Jay Crowder or Cam Johnson, Mikel Bridges, whoever, would be fighting like heck to, to fight with that center. They would have to over-rotate. They would have to start to do some other things there off the ball to kind of help compensate for that. But Durant can just take that matchup and then block the shot even. Like he's, he's a very, very good defensive player, and I'm really excited to see over the next couple of games, specifically how it looks. Chicago's coming up on Friday. They've got some good weapons. Of course, Dallas on Sunday is another one, and they've got a pretty tough regular season schedule to end it here. And I think Durant's going to be able to show not only more of his defensive prowess, but what a different look this is for the Suns to just have the real size that I think a few people were looking for from their team post-finals and wanted to see like a, a more true power forward. Like That's, I guess, what Durant is. If you want to, He doesn't have a position, but I guess that would be his. And it's just remarkable to see how much it changes things for them defensively. Yeah, that's kind of where I wanted to go with this next question. We're talking to Kellen Olsen. Um, you know, tonight, tomorrow's game against Chicago, I'm sure there'll be a lot of fun. These are all must-see television or must-listen-to radio at this point. But Dallas in particular on Sunday, Kellen, is a team that looked like at some point in the last 10 months they have figured the Suns out. So how different are the Suns going to look now, not just, hey, we're so much more talented, but in terms of different looks they can throw at Dallas. I- I'm guessing slash hoping that anything Dallas thought they had figured out in the playoffs last year or earlier this year is now out the window. I think so, but but at the same time, the way in which these games have unfolded, game seven and on, it, it, game six and on, honestly, it just kind of seemed like the Mavs were their boogeyman in a certain kind of way. Like, I don't want to be too dramatic about it and act like there's a mental block there. But at the same time, the way that some of these games were going, it was just kind of getting ridiculous on that front. So I do wonder, with some of the key core DNA pieces from both teams leaving, like Dorian Finney-Smith and Spencer Dinwiddie on their side, and then Mikel Bridges and Cam Johnson and Jay Crowder on this side, Durant and Irving come in, does that change the dynamic at all? I assume that it does, and it becomes more about those two guys facing off than anything, and, and if that's the case, guys, that's tremendous news because I know a lot of Suns fans, especially after the last loss to the Mavericks, were just like, uh, we're toast if we see them in the playoffs. Like that, that was their feeling on it going into it just because of how much it seemed like they had their number, and that's what I'm really curious to see because we know what it looks like when the Suns are just kind of lost in a fog against that team, and if we see that again on Sunday, that'll of course be concerning, but if we don't see it, that'll be a huge, another huge positive of Durant coming here. So, Killer, as you were watching the use of the bench from Monty Williams, did anything surprise you? I was happy to see T.J. Warren get out there. I, I liked how Ish Wainwright was able to stick in the rotation, but at the same time, T.J. Warren got some run. It's hard for me to read anything too much into the rotations, Wolf, because Durant was on a minutes restriction. And to go back to what we were talking about earlier with Stagger and such, that'll probably, not probably, it will look different in the playoffs, and that's when it really matters. I know a lot of people are irate about all bench lineups still, but you can't be irate about all bench lineups and then be irate about Chris Paul playing 38 or 40 minutes. You know, it's got to be one or the other. And right now, I think everyone would agree they would prefer to have the minutes at a really great distribution, which is what they were at last night, which is I think everyone played 33 in the starting lineup except for Durant, and he was at 27. We'll see what it looks like with Terrence Ross in the mix, too. I think that everyone has been able to kind of read into how the situation unfolded and how he instantly got a role on this team, that he's going to be pretty important off the bench and not having him out there last night. Hopefully he's back out there Friday and we get a better look at uh, what this whole picture looks like. Kellen Olsen, great stuff as always, man. We'll be talking to you a lot here in the next few months, I'm sure. Thanks, guys.